0: center of the universe, and the Thrive 15.com World Headquarters. Let's go!
1: Presenting the world's only business school without the
0: BS, with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Sellner, and the Forest Hall Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the
2: Thrive Time Show, on Talk Radio 1170. 3, two, one.
0: Boom, boom, and boom. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former US SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here to help you get your business in. Gear. I think a lot of people believe that your time to succeed is far, but it is but it is actually very near. In fact, when you uh, team up with a mentor who knows the way, someone that can show you specifically what you need to do to grow a successful business, great things can happen real fast. And I'll, and I'll give you a, a quick example there, Thrivers. Um, years ago, I just couldn't, I just, for the life of me, I could not figure out how to Retain Great People and Fire Idiots. I just couldn't figure it out. I, I, I knew there was people that were idiots. I wanted to retain the good people. I wanted to fire the idiots. And so I set up a breakfast meeting with Mr. Chet Cadjo uh, there, who it, it, at the time was the head of Quick Trip. And, uh, you know, Quick Trip, the, the, the gas stations, the convenience stores. And he, he directed me towards a book called The Service Profit Chain. And so I read the service profit chain and I implemented all of the action items that were in that book and it absolutely changed the way that I did business. It was a game changer and it really took DJ connection to the next level and made it repeatable, it made it scalable, and it gave me the time freedom and financial freedom I needed because I was at a point where all the other aspects of the business were doing very, very well, but that was the one area I struggled with was how do I fire idiots and and keep great people? How do I reward the great people and penalize the people who are the bottom feeders? And so I think if you're listening today and you have a, a viable business that is actually selling a product or service that's real, that people actually perceive to be of value because it really does uh, solve the, the problem that they have or provide a solution, then you're, 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 things are things are going well for you because you are going to learn some things today that could a- absolutely take your career to the next level. But what happens is if you reach out to a business coach or you've heard this radio show enough, you may start to wonder, well, what what is a business coach and what does that business coaching experience look like? And so today I wanted to bring on a a person that I've known here for the past uh, 18 years. Unbelievable. Sharita, I've known you for 18 years. I
3: know. I know, right?
0: When I first met you, you were, uh, are you one year older than my wife or the same age?
3: I'm not going to say do I have to answer You're that You're
0: one year younger than my wife. That's I'm great. Several
3: but- years younger than both of you. That's uh, what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay.
0: But you were on the same cheerleading squad as my wife. I believe my we wife were. was like a freshman cheerleader and I think yeah. you were like a sophomore. Possibly. But I think you were younger. But yeah, you're I was sophomore. younger, but I was older. Yeah. You're like 12 on the yeah. team. Yeah. But anyway, so, so I, I met you back then, and you've kind of seen the maturation. You've seen the process. You've seen the growth in the different businesses. And so I'm going to allow you today to ask any of those rude questions that the thrivers <laughs> out there might want to know about business coaching, yeah. the onboarding process. And so, Shrita, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into your stack of stuff.
3: Okay, awesome. Well, I was, I was thinking today about all the um, – business experience that you have and all of the coaching and um, mentoring that you've done. And I did some calculations, and um, these are really conservative. But um, based off of like a 65, 70 hour work week, which I know is conservative because I know you work way more than that, mm. but you have about 36,000 hours of coaching experience. Um, <laughs> isn't that amazing? Like, that I, is. That's, that's really huge, amazing. And again, like that's conservative. I think that number is way higher now. Than let I, me clarify <laughs>
0: for the thrivers out there. <laughs> yeah. um, one is I do it because I choose to. I really like it. Yeah. I I like it a lot. And I don't know um, if you're listening out there and you go, this is something I really enjoy. If you can think of something out there you really love. uh, As an example, I have a very good friend of mine. I don't understand it, but he loves the game of golf. Yeah. (laughs) He wants to somehow get the ball in the hole Mm -hmm. with as few of strokes as possible. Um, Sharita, has that ever been a goal in your life?
3: It is not. I don't understand golf either.
0: But he will go out there with he... And a ball, and they'll do an honor system, so it's he and a dude and a ball. Mm-hmm. And they'll whack their ball. There's two guys and there's two balls. Dude, two, these white golf balls. They'll smash the ball, and then what they'll do is they'll run around with a little pencil yes. and a scorecard, and they'll yes. write their own number down. Yep. And then they somehow meet up. I don't know if they meet for lunch or they meet up at each hole, but then they go, well, how many uh, strokes did that take you to, to head it in? Well, I know if it was me, I'd be like, God, uh, two. Yeah. No, you didn't do it in two. Okay, well, three probably. (laughs) You know, I mean, I would want to, like, you know, find a way to game the system or find a way to get there faster. But these guys are running around with the honor system uh, trying to beat themselves. Or they'll even golf by themselves. They go out there and golf for hours, trying to get better. They're subscribing to Golf Digest. Wow! They're getting one-on-one lessons, and I'm going, "Are you competing for a, a tournament? Yeah. Can you make money? Are you trying out for a college team? I know you're 42, but could you? Are you trying out for a college team?" And they say, "No, no, I just love it." And that's the way I am with business coaching. For whatever reason, I just really enjoy helping uh, people succeed and to grow their own businesses.
3: Yeah, that's really true, and it's it's been great to work with you and Vanessa over these years and and see you, you know, in any- Your element because your eyes light up. You create with Z all these custom plans for businesses. And so, my first question for you today is this: If there is someone who's listening and they're thinking, "Oh, you know, maybe I need a business coach," um, and they want to know what happens if I decide to become a client, you know, we call it onboarding is is what we call it when we bring on a new um, coaching client. What does that look like when the, when someone meets with a coach for the first time? What does that look like? What do we do?
0: Well, the first thing I would put into your mind is that we we're trying to establish a win-win. Okay, so the win-win that we have is we want you to uh, be financially prosperous and to earn time freedom and financial freedom as a result of executing a proven plan. So I'll give an example. Uh, today, I uh, just got off the phone with Dr. Z. And uh, uh, he actually is traveling all around this this great country right now, uh, doing a lot of things, expanding his entrepreneurial empire. So he he sends his hellos to you. But he we have a top performer in one of the businesses, and he says, I, and there's no provo- there's no um, nothing I'm doing to provoke it. I'm mm-hmm. not um, asking him, I'm not imploring. I'm just going over some updates with the businesses, and he says, you know, we should buy that person a new car.
3: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: And I go, what 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 you should what you, we should buy him a new car. And then he explains to me, he also wants to, because we were hitting some goals in some of the businesses, he's explained to me, Shreda, he wants to plant the biggest tree possible, the the biggest tree you could possibly transplant in my lawn with me as a way to have sort of a a, a man uh, activity together. I love it. And I'm going, what? And he just never ceases to amaze me. His heart, his his, uh, desire to give back. Yeah. But he's also, you work hard.
3: Yeah, definitely, but you he's a wor- giver.
0: He's a giver, mm-hmm. but you're, you're, it's a, you you're work hard, you play hard. He sure. didn't want to play hard with you if you're not going to work hard. Yeah. And so this is what we do when we, we, we work, when we do our initial evaluation. So if you want to become a business coaching client, if you want that to happen, step one, you don't, you don't pass the step, is we do a 13-point evaluation. And we do that 13-point evaluation. The point is to find out whether you would be a good fit for our program and we would be a good fit for you. Because uh, Dale Carnegie, uh, the best-selling author, and I'm paraphrasing here. I'm sorry, I don't have it uh, memorized. There, Thrivers, but I want to read this to you. Just kind of, this is from my cranium. Just, I apologize if I'm getting off by a little bit here. But Dale Carnegie says, when dealing with people, uh, remember you are not dealing with creatures of logic, but rather with creatures bristling with uh, uh, prejudice and motivated by pride and vanity. So when you're talking to somebody who wants to grow their business, I can't tell you how many people reach out uh, and want to learn about business coaching and having us grow their business because their friend, you know, it's like their, their friend is doing very well as a result of the, our coaching program and they'll reach out to us and we realize, you know what, we're not, you're probably not going to be a good fit. Mm. And and we find out that they're just not the kind of person who wants to keep a weekly appointment. Yeah. We meet with every client weekly. They're not the kind of person that wants to commit to doing their action items. You know, you have to do some things. You don't just come to a, a, a coaching session and leave with our team having a bunch to do, to do for you. you know, so, yes, as business coaches, we show you the strategy. Yes, as, an, as the world's only business coaching system that does this, we actually do your graphic design, your photography, your web development, your search engine, your online marketing with you. But you have to do something, right? Because yeah. Proverbs 10 says that God blesses the hand of the diligent, punishes the slacker. This is not a show. This is not a, a program. This is not a thing where you actually sit down and go, all right, I've paid my $114. Now you guys put on a show. Yeah. You guys just do it. <laughs> so the first step is we do an evaluation with you. We go over your goals and we go over your strengths, your weaknesses, your biggest, you know, your your competitors, who you're out there competing with, your biggest threats. We want to determine your biggest limiting factors so that we can help you unlock your financial success there, Ms. Sherita.
3: Yes, that is great. And I love how you were talking about, you know, the design. We have a great team I know behind us that helps make all of these things come true. Um, but I love that you said you have to be willing to do the work. So my next question is this Who is a good fit for our program? Like who are the people that were saying, ah, this may not work. Can you kind of break that down a little bit and tell us more? Well, for some of
0: our loyal listeners to the show, no. I am obsessed with one of our clients right now because they're really just hardworking people. And it's the good folks at the Tip Top Canine. Yes. And Tip Top Canine, you know, they came out to us like many other entrepreneurs saying, hey, listen, we have a good product, we believe, a good service. In their case, they teach people's dogs to behave. Mm -hmm. They'll teach your dog to sit I mean so many people have a dog right and you've begun to you began to alter your life interaction with other people as a result of this crazy dog you you bought this cute little puppy <laughs> and now this dog jumps up on people he's he's drooling on people he's eating people's shoes yeah. he's humping your leg i hate
3: that when they hump people i hate oh, that. oh you know i like humper <laughs> and so what happens is
0: your dog's just out there showing its passion for other people's legs it's not a move and so what happens is you begin to become like almost a reclusive like people are like what what why don't you ever go outside do <laughs> you need to take some vitamins? I mean, you're not getting any natural sunlight. What's going on? And you just begin to say, "Well, I have this dog." And they, oh, I get it. I, get it. I get. It. I have a crazy dog too. Well, Tip Top Canine, their passion is teaching people to, um, basically, um, they, they they train the dogs in a way where you, as the owner, can uh, uh, have a dog that behaves well. Okay. Yeah. And so what they do is they have this great service, and what they needed to do was to market the service. They needed to find a way to make the service, um, to, to, to create sales. They needed a way to convert uh, those sales into ongoing relationships. They needed to teach other people to train the dogs beyond themselves. They needed to optimize their website. They needed a PR kit. They need a pro forma. They need financial uh, guidance. Uh, they need wisdom with leadership. They need to learn how to manage their company. They need to learn how to launch effective advertisements. They need to learn what to say no to. They need to learn how to manage their time. They need to learn how... And they, they've looked at the fruit of our lives. They've looked at Dr. Z... They've seen the Z66 Auto Auction. They've seen Dr. Robert Zeldin Associates. They've seen the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. They've seen Epic Photography. They've seen DJ Connection. They've seen the fruit of our lives, and they've realized, you know what? Whatever you guys are doing, I want to implement that proven path. So I, I want to do that, and I, and I recognize that you guys are business coaches Not because you're wanting to run around selling charlatan dreams, but because you guys have actually done it. They see Z pull up in the Porsche. They've been to his house. They've seen him get on the jet and go on the vacation. They understand that he's a real deal entrepreneur, and he's not out there bragging about it, right? And so they realize that, you know what, we're going to go ahead and implement the system. If Z says to do something, we're going to go ahead and implement it. And so those are the kind of people we want to work with because those are what I would call diligent Doers. Now, happy hopers are people that are hoping that you'll give them some sort of magic secret that will unlock their financial freedom. These are people that are looking for a multi-level marketing campaign that's on the verge of exploding at the ground <laughs> level of exploding. <laughs> and so we come back thrivers, we're gonna teach you what the specific <laughs> actionable business coaching experience looks like. Stay tuned. Thrivetimeshow.com. Bay boy now I'm all grown up. I used to cruise the
3: used car a lot, put chrome in the truck. Bay boy now I'm all grown up. Yeah, we used to ball like that. Now we on the ball team, holla back. <laughs> now
4: got- I'm Ken P. Lot and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, quite a bit of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff I know that I needed to do, but didn't know how to do it. Uh webpage, how to hire people, sales... Uh, making a schedule, making programs, I mean, just a lot of stuff. I mean, it's overwhelming, but it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected. I've uh, been to different workshops and uh, you just waiting for the sales punch, you know, and they give you ideas and stuff, but it's always ten years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote and this is not like that at all it's very ground level help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business i like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable makes you laugh so it opens you up to receive and hear better Uh, this is great it's a lot of interaction you you can ask him questions you can help he can i mean if you don't understand something he can explain it more so it's very, very helpful. I mean, it's, they're missing a lot, because uh, a lot of businesses uh, probably do some of the steps that he's teaching, but there's so much they can learn into easy steps that they'll grow their business even better. It's not like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, it's very laid back and a lot of information it's a comfortable setting. It's, it's awesome. It's a really good, good experience. One shot,
5: everything rides on two night even if I got three
3: strikes I'm gonna go for it this moment we own it
5: eh? I'm not to be played with because it could get dangerous oh and it
0: could get dangerous you go out there and you do something crazy like start your own business let me tell you how crazy it can be as the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year and the co-host of this of, of, the, of the Thrive Time Show, I have been through almost every crazy business scenario you could possibly think of. Z, Dr. Zellner has been through almost every scenario as well. You talk about hiring people, firing people in office, drama. You talk about employees to get other employees' wives pregnant. What? You talk about employees who are getting other employees' wives pregnant. You talk about inner office affairs. You talk about people stealing money. You talk about people breaking in, stealing your stuff. You talk about scams. You talk about people stealing your clients. You want to talk about drama. No, you don't. But that's the real stuff, I man. That's the stuff behind the stuff. And I don't care if you're struggling with search engine, you're struggling with marketing, you're struggling with hiring, firing, legal issues, tax problems. We know the way. We've gone the way. We're here to help you. And this show is all about business coaching. And so Shrida has started some tasks. Shrida Bent, one of our business coaches. She goes, you know, for me, a lot of this stuff now is, you know, she's seen it. It's kind of becoming more, more and more. Uh, common for her because she's in it every day. She sees landscapers and roofers and doctors and lawyers grow their businesses tremendously. And so she sees, though, that gap that I don't see sometimes because of the curse of knowledge. The curse of knowledge is where you know so much about a thing, you forget what you used to not know. And so Sherita... Any question that you want to ask about the business coaching uh, process, you have the floor, my friend.
3: Yes. The next thing I wanted to ask you is, um, sometimes we will hear, you know, people allude to their industry, and I know you just listed off, you know, a wide variety of clients that we have, and they're from every industry imaginable. But sometimes um, people entering the coaching program, we've heard entrepreneurs say this before, and we have to address it. My industry is different. You know, Um, I just wanted to ask you to speak to that, because there's some mindset where people think, oh, because it's this business, I don't need to do A, B, or C. But really, it's all the same. I've learned that from you and Z. And so would you just elaborate on that a bit yeah
0: well I'm gonna uh just give you an example here on page 13 of a book called the e-myth and thrivers just so you or, so I know some of you are getting scared as so oh my gosh he <laughs> remembers all this no but this is just I know where to find the information I've yeah. been doing this forever but on page 13 of the book called the e-myth by Michael Gerber I think any business coach respects what he wrote here in his best-selling book he says the fatal assumption is again the fatal assumption is if you understand the technical work of a business you must understand a business that does not that, that does that technical work. Again, the fatal assumption is that if you understand the technical work of a business, you understand a business that does that technical work. What it's saying is you feel like that you understand a business. You understand how to make a cake let's, let's example. Let's say you're very good at making cakes. So now you believe that you understand how to make a cake business. You're very good at welding and so you feel like that you're, you can build a welding business. And what happens is, rather than learning how to make the business work for you, you decide that you're going to do the work yourself. And then suddenly, you find yourself working at a job where you you, you work all the time. I mean, you, you don't have any time freedom at all because you're the only one who knows how to do anything. And then what happens is, is that you get stuck in that rut of believing that you are... Um, self righteous you you know it all you are um, incredible at your making cakes and therefore no one could possibly teach you how to make a cake making business because you know about fondant and buttercream and and and, and you, but you but I want the drivers to get this dr z does not know Uh, very much information about um, an auto auction. I mean, in all due respect for my mentor and my friend, he's not a, a car guru, nor does he pretend to be. Um, I would argue he's not really into he's not really into optometry. Yeah. I don't know that he's excited about the human eyeball. I don't know that he obsesses about your iris. I don't yeah. know he's like, oh Sharita, oh, please, please let me touch your, your your retina. Please let me touch your retina. I want to see let, 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 let me see the retina. Yeah. I want to see the retina, the, 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 the retina down. I love I love I love the iris. Can I, can I see your iris? Let me, let me touch your pupil. Yeah. No, he's not doing that. He's he's not obsessed with banking.
3: I he's like not the into. accent,
0: also that he has. Yeah, I'm not. Accent. He's not into. Oh, I'm so excited about the monetary system. Please let me talk to you about the fiat currency. I want to talk it to you about the fiat currency. I want to. I want to talk it to you about the money. I know how it's printed. I know how to. No, but he's not doing that. What he's doing is he is obsessed with building a business because the business is designed to serve him. He's going to build a business that's going to serve him, and he's just going to find a need that the market has, and he's going to fill it and then he'll hire somebody who's a technician to do the thing. He'll hire an optometrist to see the patients, but he's going to build the optometry business. He'll hire a mechanic to maintain the vehicles, but he's going to own the auction. So the question is today, do you want to own the business, or do you want the business to own you? And if you cannot accept that um, every business is more similar then it is different. Every business is about 90% the same and 10% different. If you can't accept that, then your business will always own you. You'll never own your business. You don't have a business. You have a job. And a job means just over broke. You work all the time. And whenever you take a day off, the revenue stops. And Sharita, that's what we want to get the Thrivers out of that cycle, that cycle of suck. Unless you are selling vacuums, copious amounts of vacuums, your business cannot
3: suck. Mm. Sharita, that is good that's bam. Good. so when you are working with clients when our coaching um, team our, our business coaches when we're working with clients and we are teaching them these systems these processes helping them develop these checklists all of this information that you know you and Z have like honed down to this you know just impeccable system how do um, how do we hold you know our clients accountable because sometimes the things that we're working on they're not fun sometimes right sometimes you're having to work on checklists and work on processes. How do you hold people accountable? How do we do that? Because we don't want them to drift and we want them to get those results. Well,
0: it's
5: How do you starts, do you do that?
0: it starts with you keeping commitments to yourself. Mm. Now, uh, uh, this is a, a, a profound concept I want you to think about. There's a word called dissonance out there. If you're somebody who's into psychology and you like to read about these kind of things, dissonance is this is this phenomenon where there's a lack of harmony between Um, musical notes there's there's a tension or a clash resulting from these disharmonious uh, unsuitable elements as an example you maybe say to your friends and family that you um that you believe in showing up early, you say I believe in showing up early. I love to be early. I'm very prompt. But yet everybody who knows you knows you're always late. That was me. In, that was me in high school. <laughs> all right, so I, I was me early, early college.
3: I love that the person doesn't know that they're always late. No, no, you know how it
0: is though. You know, and it's just a deal. where, like you. So what you do is you you make these commitments to yourself, oh. but you dishonor your own commitments. You lie to yourself, which causes a feeling of dissonance. Mm. Now, if you make a commitment to yourself and you actually honor that commitment, then the result the reward you get is confidence and once you get that confidence you're able to then lead a team so i'm hoping that, that you're not at the basic level where you're struggling with making commitments to yourself but if you are we can help you but then once uh, if you're not we can help you as well but if you are there we need to teach you how to build key performance indicators to hold your team accountable when we come back we're going to talk all about how to manage a large group of humans it's the thrive time show on your radio It's America's number one business coaching show. My name is Clay Clark. Check out ThriveTimeShow.com to get your tickets to our next in-person workshop. And watch Back to the Future over and over until your brain explodes. It's a great movie.
6: My name is Nikki Warren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly and I'm a fashion designer. I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine, and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z. And uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing, and it just made me you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for m- for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be spe- you know getting. It- I need to step it up a lot more, and and the uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is going to really get me where I want to go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented. You know, I'm an artistic you know, artsy person, and I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged, and you know, the humor, the real life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me and it's just very relatable and so for me I am having a a, a ball like I was so excited to come yesterday I was had I had butterflies literally (laughs) butterflies in my stomach and uh, I'm just really excited to be here well uh, it's an interesting place it's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that very positive environment Um, the people here are very nice and friendly and I love the way the uh, room is set up it's very open space type of a model and um, like I said, it's it's a, it's a more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional. You know, like, it's professional, but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference. And so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style. Love the presentation. Uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real-life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's going to help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me. But if for if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here, and that like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it it does actually makes you wonder like what else what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is uh, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses, and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome. I made a mixtape in my dorm room I can't believe this It doesn't seem true I won't stop though Till everybody know.
0: Richard Roberts may or may not have taken some money Started
6: from the bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now we
0: here. I don't know why I would have said that, but I'll tell you why I said that, because <laughs> I went to Oral Roberts University, I did make a mixtape in my dorm room, and what happened was, is somebody put it on the student voicemail system. Mm-hmm. Now, they did not ask me, Mrs. Uh, Shreeda Bent, they did not ask me.
3: I remember this,
0: I remember. So people didn't ask me, hey, could I put the song on the student voicemail system and broadcast it out to all the students? They, they did not ask that question, but what they did is that they, they, they said, could I borrow the CD. This is back in the day with the CD, back in the day with the Napster where you could download songs illegally whatever. So I said sure next thing you know I wake up and at Oral Roberts University um, in Tulsa Oklahoma (laughs) the song is <laughs> pulsing on every single. It shows a flashing red light. You I check remember. it and it says you oh. have a message from Dean Boyd's office oh. and it is the song the yeah. ORU Slim Shady which you can now find on YouTube. The ORU Slim Shady and that's what that, that, that song uh, got me kicked out of Oral Roberts University and uh, basically the school's president did not like me making comments about him very much. He didn't appreciate the song's artistic values yes. as much as I did and Adam Bagwell, the co-creator of the song and so um, but years later Here's what was
3: great about it though they didn't just share it one time I loved that they kept sharing it multiple times like you'd go to class then you'd come back that night blinking red light again it's the song that was my favorite part is that it just kept getting it was like the gift that kept on giving
0: and what happened was <laughs> is that i and then i was made to feel bad and they I'm wanted me to about that. they wanted me to apologize and i'm like you know i'm not gonna apologize i'm not gonna paul they want me to apologize to the student body and try to make we it liked right
3: it. we oh. all liked it it was a great song
0: and so what happened was is that i decided you know what i'm not uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> so I got asked to leave, but then in November 20, uh, November 23rd of 2007, when I was feeling it, I was feeling it like that was at the apex of awesome. I just received the entrepreneur of the year from a small business administration. Uh, I was just now getting into the business coaching world. People were asking me to help them grow their companies. This is 2007 on November 23rd, Oral Roberts university that CNN did a story uh, you know, they came out and it said that uh, Oral Roberts University president quits amid a lawsuit. And when I read the PDF of what the allegations were, I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. it did happen. Yeah, he's gone. And then when I read about how people were misusing student funds and various things, I was like, yes. And then when I read about, I just I read the stories and I'm going, yes, yes. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. Yes. And people are like, is it, do you feel like it's, do you feel bad? What What are your thoughts? Because we went to ORU, so everyone's asking, you know what do you think about what's going on? Do you feel bad? How does it make you feel? You know, because it was a national headline story for about a week there. Yeah. And I'm going, I love this. Yeah. This is great. And so I just snuck in that little reference. Yeah, thing. you're
3: like, so, I wrote a prophetic song about this many, many years ago. prophetic song. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're
0: talking about business coaching, how to grow your business. Sharita, what questions do you have on behalf of the Thrive Nation out there, these business owners, who maybe want to know a little bit more about the business coaching experience?
3: Okay, so here's one that... Um, Um, I get a lot. Maybe this is a person who is not knowing whether they need business coaching or not. If I'm an entrepreneur, what would be some clues or some little keys or situations that I might be dealing with to let me know it might be time for me to get some business coaching?
0: If you're somebody who believes that that anything is unproductive, unless it's thinking about the work that you need to do right now, if you're somebody who believes that anything that you're doing right now, if it's not related to immediately what needs to be done right now, then you are what I would call a technician. And the technician really um, isn't interested in a strategic Uh, plan to get things done. They're interested in just doing the thing. So here's an example. Um, Years ago, there was a business I worked with uh, down in the Dallas area, and uh, this person had won a lot of awards for the best cakes uh, in the area. You know, all the awards you can win, the Martha Stewart Weddings Awards, the Wedding Wire Awards, all these awards for the best wedding cakes. You know, all those bridal magazines, you can get those at Target, you know. yes, yes. And so this person was obsessed with... Cakes. And my wife and I were helping her. My wife and I worked together in everything, you know. And Vanessa goes in there. It's kinda like Chip and Joanna, except I'm yes. uglier than than, no. than, than than Chip and she's more beautiful than <laughs> Joanna. But anyway, so it's it's basically like, you know, there's beauty and the beast, there's like beauty and job of the hunt. <laughs> That's what our story is. She's beauty. I'm the hut.
3: BJ. So anyway, so job I job go
0: in there <laughs> and I'm just going, oh, 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 oh. you know, very job of the Hutt-ish. Oh, oh, oh. I'm always afraid I'm going to eat the person next to me, whatever. So we go in there and Vanessa's doing the math and she discovers that this person, if the math is correct, is spending approximately, and I'm not exaggerating, about $30 if I remember right, $30 to $35 per egg.
3: Per egg?
0: Yeah. So Vanessa's like- what I
3: thought you-? you were going to say per cake.
0: No, per egg. Oh my because god! Because <laughs> this person was charging people almost $1,200 for a wedding cake and um, there was no profit left.
1: Oh. And so Vanessa's
0: pointing out like, hey, uh, we need to make a pro forma. So she dials in all the costs. You make all your hard costs. That's all your fixed costs, all your expenses on the, on the left column. And Thomas Edison, by the way, is the one teaching us this. The guy who started you know, GE, invented the light bulb, the video recorded sound. It's called a one sheet of, of, of your, your performa. But long story short, you get all your expenses on one sheet. And you get all your variable expenses. So one is your fixed, like your real estate, all your all your expenses that don't change. You know your, your your utilities, your real estate, your insurance, whatever. The ones that are pretty static, pretty pretty much the same. Then on the other column, you make the costs that go into making every cake. She does the math and she realizes at this current rate, you're going to lose about seven to eight dollars per cake. So the more cakes you make, you're going to lose money. So you're either overpaying labor, who's lying to you about what the, what time how much time it takes to make something. Mm-hmm or uh, someone's uh, taking advantage of your credit card at the store, something weird is going on. So this person refused to emotionally participate in the process of actually analyzing their business because all they wanted to do was make cakes. Almost like they're mildly, like like almost autistic, you know, where they're, I just want to make cakes. That's all I want to do is make cakes because cake making is all I do and that's all I want to do. And and I love to make cakes because that's all I do. And you're going, that's okay, but we need to measure how long it takes for someone to do the crumb coating. Well, I put a stopwatch on it. And someone could crumb coat a cake in about 7 to 10 minutes, right? I mean, it was, it was less than 10 minutes. So I'm going, there's no way you should be paying this much for someone to crumb coat a cake. Someone should be able to crumb coat all of your cakes in one day. And crumb coating, by the way, is like putting a wireframe mesh around your cake so that the uh, concrete or, in this case, the fondant uh, icing can stick to it so, it so that it can adhere to the sides of the cake. The person was totally disinterested in learning these systems, but that's what makes a profit. And they would rather spend their day making cupcakes. Now the cupcakes they were selling for $2 a cupcake were costing them almost a buck 60 per cupcake. So Vanessa points out the math and says, "Hey, listen, if you could sell like 4,000 cupcakes per week and you can't because of your capacity of your ovens, you would barely break you would barely be able to feed your family. Mm. So you need to quit making cupcakes. We need to focus on measuring the unit economics of making the cakes. And this person completely refused to engage in that conversation because they were obsessed with doing the actual work of making the cake. So if you're somebody, and that sounds like you, you definitely need a business coach because you have to really be able to, if you realize that as you observe yourself throughout the day, and you realize that, you know what, my business is not growing unless I personally do the work, if your business is only growing as a result of what you can personally do, then you definitely need a business coach. Now, what a business coach does is they don't sit together with you and talk about how you feel. A business coach shows you the proven best practices and systems you need to make your business grow. And we come back, we'll show you how we do it.
1: My name is O'Neill Bent and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sherita Bent, and uh, I learned a lot more from her, and also I got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing. I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website, and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical, it's not based off of book knowledge, it's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas, it's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, there's a chimney outside, so I, we walked to the building. And when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It, it just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people say hello. And then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on. Um, and everything looks modern so it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective, it's also endearing though because he's, he's very comical, he'll talk about different things he's been through um, and they're all very funny but he also hits the exact points he needs to hit the right time. Um, you never feel like man is he ever gonna stop talking? You always want to keep listening and then when it's the bathroom break time you're surprised it's already there. So, um, I like how he talks about these practical experiences, and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is is mostly uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know, but then he also opens it up for questions. So, there's always this um, question and response type of situation. And then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things, and it's because he knows that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you and he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, ex- I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there. That you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need.
6: Don't you give up! Nah, nah, nah.
0: Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Justin Bieber fans, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We have so many, street I was thinking about this the other day. I was looking at our statistics of where Thrivers are coming from. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I love Oklahomies. T- I love some Oklahoma Joes. Yeah. Oh. I love some of those baked beans. Mm. I love some of those burnt ends. Yes. I love the values. I love our culture. But at the last workshop, we had many, many more people from all around the world than we had from Tulsa. And I think it's wow. because universally as Americans, and, and Shereen, I don't know if you can relate to this. You, you, I've never really asked you this, but you tell me. You, you, you I want to know here. Yeah. If you had all the money that you could possibly have i mean Mm -hmm. you just had it all yeah what would you spend your time doing i mean what would you i mean it seems like this is a universal quest people have is to hurry up and achieve financial freedom so they can pursue you know the the other things what are the things that you would do what are your goals if you had all the money all the time in the world what would you be doing
3: i would definitely travel um Nonstop. I would travel all the time. Really? Yes. And Where? I would, oh my gosh. I would go all over the world. I'd start overseas, over like in Europe, and I'd tour Europe. Then I'd go, you know, to Africa. I'd go, I'd, you'd go to the, Europe. I would go there in a Get heartbeat. Get
0: specific. What would you, I mean, I don't understand. Are you a big Brexit fan? Do you love Brexit? <laughs> are you obsessed with Ireland's low taxes? I mean, what no. are the things that you're, what would make you want to go to Europe? Are you, well, you want to go to Rome? Where you want to go?
3: I would go to, I would go every, listen, I would touch every country if I could, every country. I would go everywhere because I love history I love seeing new places Um, I love learning about you know what happened here in this place and this culture but I would also in addition to my travels I would be singing as I traveled because that would be like my two loves like travel and singing so I'd tour their little you know clubs and sing and Mm. and see the world that's Mm. what I would do what would you do this show Oh see, see, see. that's that's you're my, in your zone.
0: I'm I'm just saying this is what I like to do. It's my flow. I like this it. is what I this is what I do. I, I, I uh you know, went on a went on a trip here. I, I'm start drivers I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not a good human. But I went to a trip and I, I, I go on these trips because one, I love my wife. She just had her birthday, she's yes. a great American, she turned like twenty one again. Unbelievable. Happy birthday. So we went out there to Florida, you know, for a trip. Yeah. And I have to mentally <laughs> I have to mentally <laughs> slow down because I'm so yeah. used to being super productive mm-hmm. getting stuff done and I like it yeah that I'm at the trip I don't have a radio show to produce. I don't have meetings to be in. I have no key performance indicators to measure.
3: yeah
0: but I know how to do that. so I'm like wanting to be become become the basic I wanted to become the, the most efficient dad possible so I'm like well at uh, 10 10:25 uh, we're gonna go to sp- <laughs> we're gonna go here for two they but have, they have, they have a, a they don't have sprouts over there they have this yeah. place called uh, uh, Publix yes so I'm gonna go to Publix at 10:52 at 11 I'll, I'll drop you guys off at 1052 at 11 o'clock I'll come back when I come back I'll have the lotion from Walgreens then what I'll do is I will we'll go to this there's this, a beach I've read about and at 1130 exactly they open up well then you get in the car with the five kids yeah and we drop off the family at 10:52 and somehow like it 12.52, we're still there. <laughs> and I'm going, how is this possible? Well, then we go on a on a, on a, a wave runner kind of thing, and, and the guy comes out, kind of a pirate theme kind of guy, and he's, mm-hmm. are you ready to ride the, the wave runner? And I'm looking at the guy, and I'm going, you know, typically because in the business I'm, I'm really good at interviewing people and, and, and kind of knowing where they're at. You know, you, There's just certain people that you don't want to bring into your organization. You don't want to hire certain people you do. Typically, by the way, Thrivers, if you look somebody in the eye, and that you ask them a direct question, and they look up and to the right, you know, and to the right, and they look up to the left. Typically, they're trying to think of what to say, or, or they're, they're typically, and if they've shot a shifty eyes, or they talk very, very fast with excessive details, you typically know they're lying, you know. So I'm like, you know, just my wife's out there, voof, voof, you know, she's wave running around, you know, and then the guy says, make sure you don't take this baby over 65, you know, 65. Well, my son, you know, he's out there with my wife, with my wife on the wave runner, voof, voof, out there on the ocean the, 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 in the Tampa The bay area out there on the ocean was... And I talked to the guy and I said, so, so, man, how often do you maintain these? And he's like, Well, uh, well what we do is we, we maintain these uh, constantly. I mean, it's like, I mean, if it's like every, like you know, and I'm hearing him, I'm going, Oh my gosh, he's never maintained this vehicle. Baby, come back. I'm mean, just like wanting to wave at her. Yeah. She comes back. My son says, Dad, mom went 70. And I'm like, 70? Because when you fall off a wave runner going 70 miles an hour, it's like hitting concrete. Yeah. My whole frame is being broken, my whole worldview. I'm just like, No. Oh, safety first yeah. now we're safety second i got a pirate who doesn't maintain the wave runner doing it we're taking two hours to go to Publix. these are this is not efficiency people but what i do is i i get i get calm and about day two yeah. i'm able to enjoy the vacation and i'm not kidding i start mentally counting down how many hours are left <laughs>
3: So you can get back. till I can to... <laughs> get
0: back into my flow. Yeah. And so Thrive Nation, what we want to do is whether your flow is doing a radio show and coaching businesses or your flow is traveling Europe, I'm not here to judge and say what your flow should be. But we want to help you as business coaches to achieve your financial and time freedom goals right away so you can spend your time doing whatever you want to do. So first off, you need to write out your F6 goals. Your goals for your faith, your goals for your family, your goals for your finances, your goals for your friendships, fitness and fun. And Wait, if you it Why a,
3: do I have to write it down? This is another thing that Why do I have to write those things down? Can I well, just know them in my head? Well, know?
0: there's a lot of offensive verses out there in the Bible, you know, called that. There's like the 10 commandments and there's, you know, the, the idea was in the Bible and I I I don't ever... I hate to be the one who quotes the Bible all the time, but you know, like Exodus 20 as an example, you know. Um, apparently, God spoke these words. I know a lot of people get really all worked up when you say that God said something, but this is what it says in Exodus 20. It says, And God spoke all of these words I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven or above, or the sun or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down. And he just goes on and on. God's explaining these things. And they're going, uh, God, can we get something to write this down with? And so what happens is eventually, you know, Moses and God, they connect the whole story I'm not exactly sure of the timeline, but long story short, they write these things called the Ten Commandments.
3: Mm-hmm. I liked God's voice, by the way. Oh yeah, I've
0: been working yeah. on that a lot. Sometimes in
3: the office, people don't
0: respect. Sometimes I'll make an announcement like, yeah. uh, "We have a four-door car um, where the lights are on, and then we have the we have the mic, you know." And a lot of people are like, "Yeah, whatever, it's probably mm-hmm. just whatever." But then if I say. Attention everybody, this is the voice of God. We have a four door vehicle and the lights are on. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I think I heard from the voice of God himself. Like, just kidding people, that wasn't actually God, don't want to be sacrilegious, but seriously I'm working on this voice. Mm -hmm. So the thing is is that you eventually have to write down things on the tablet because today, I mean, if you go to many places of business, many places of government, many houses of worship, if you open the Bible, those ten commandments, Sharita. They stay true today. They've carried on that thought for that amount of time. And in this digital smog, this digital clutter where the smartphone's making us all dumb, according to the Psychology Today article, if you don't write it down, you're going to drift, you're going to forget what your dreams are, and you're going to end up living in a van down by the river, Shark. (laughs)
3: The van down by the river.
0: That's how it happens. It's true. Okay, so Thrive Nation, here's the deal. You've got to first off know where you want to be. And now, Shreda, what are some business coaching questions you have for the Thrivers out there who say, I know where I want to be. I finally do know where I want to be. What is a question that you feel like a lot of Thrivers may have about the business coaching experience?
3: Yeah, I think um, another question that's really good, and we talk about this a lot um, on our team and with you and Zeke kind of mentoring us, what is the difference between working in your business, and on your business. Because trying to explain that to people when we're coaching and what that looks like, I think they're so used to working in the business. But break that down. What's the well, difference?
0: Well, as a, as a technician, as somebody who does the work, you know, as an entrepreneur, if you're somebody, who, I'm just going back to the example of, of being a welder. Mm-hmm. You're so used to paying your dues. I mean, you've devoted so many hours to the business during the startup phase. that you feel like, listen, if something needs to be done, I'm going to get it done. I mean, you're, you're to the point where you're just – you work so much that you feel like that's just the normal. You, you are a master juggler at this point. I mean, you're doing, you're putting in 14 hour days, and you absolutely are just, you're working all the time to fulfill the orders for the mm-hmm. welding jobs that are coming in. But if you are to a place now where you say, listen, I want to exchange not my time for money anymore, I want to exchange my systems for my time. I want to exchange money for my time. You want to build a business that can serve you. You want a business that can produce so much money that you're able to say, "You know what? I don't want to mow my own lawn. I'm going to have someone else mow my lawn. I don't want to do my own dry cleaning. I want to hire somebody else." If you find your place at a if you find yourself in a place where you're reaching out for kind of a a, a business Yoda, if you will. If you find yourself needing a a business coach, and you need somebody who knows the way. I mean, Luke had to go out to Dago Bob. Remember that he had to fly out? I do. <laughs> he flies out. You know, he lands that X Wing, crashes that thing in the mud. He gets there, he finds this guy, and he says, Yoda, yeah. you seek Yoda. Just, just take me to Yoda. Where is he? In due time. In due time. Take you to him, I will. Yoda. You know, and he just will not tell him where Yoda is. He's, In due time, take you to here, my world. First we eat must. <laughs> the thing is, if you're tired of, of somebody not giving you the answers and you just want to meet Yoda himself, you can do it. We can teach you how to do it. We have your business, Yodas, available for you right here at ThriveTimeShow.com. Check it out. Learn more. We'll be back after the break.
7: Parker.
8: I'm Karina Parker. We live here in town. Um, We're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, uh, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be.
2: The Thrive Time workshop experience is is really um, encouraging and it's it's great hands-on, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are.
8: There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated then something's wrong with you because upbeat all over the walls. Yeah. Uh,
2: he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time he wants you to learn and so if you have any questions he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you.
8: He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive.
2: Yeah, you can
5: tell he's being real. He doesn't care
8: about offending people. No,
5: he just wants to help you.
8: (laughs) So I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure, and it's a month to month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away. This
1: life's not easy.
8: I'm not made out of steel. Forget that I'm human. Don't
6: forget that I'm real. Act like you know me, but you never will. But there's one thing that I
5: know for sure I'll show you.
0: All right, welcome back into your audio dojo of Mojo. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, I'm the father of five human kids. Uh, father of five human kids? What happened? Well, I, well, I'll tell you what happened. There was some <laughs> horizontal activity that happened repeatedly. Uh, I had some time freedom. Ooh. I invested that time freedom, if you will. And what I did is we created some human kids. We have matriculated. We have coached these kids. They are now people that can shake your hand, look you in the eye, capable of showing up on time. They're almost to the age where they can be accountable, right? Because they're accountable for their actions. They're they're kids that they do things and they get a consequence, good or bad, a consequence, good or bad, as a result of their actions. And what happens is for a lot of people, we get out into that world, man. We get out into that world where we went to high school, And Sherita, do you remember in high school and in college, and they gave you fall break? I do. And so we're going to college at Oral Roberts University, right? And it's around the fall time, hence fall break. And all of a sudden, you're looking at that calendar going, man, I got two weeks available. I have two weeks available. I'm a freshman. I'm a sophomore. The rest of the world's out there working, unaware that fall break is a thing. Yeah. But you call up your mom, you call up, Frida, where would you go on fall break? Would you stay on campus or did you typically go back to, to Tennessee where did, where did you go for fall break
3: I think I typically stayed because I had to work several jobs you know and so I stayed and worked usually wait
0: a minute so life got real for you you were working pretty early
3: yeah yeah I've had to work my whole life since I was little okay yeah.
0: so I was working too right yeah. so I'm working so I remember it's like a ghost town at Oral yes, Roberts no University. one was
3: there yeah a lot
0: of these people their <laughs> parents are paying for their school they're on
3: trips they're like you know going wherever
0: now I'll tell you, I'll tell you how you know back in the day how you knew back in the day if you were somebody who was a a diligent doer because you had to or if because or if you were at college and you were kind of just enjoying the free ride you know i'll tell you i'll tell you how you knew one is that at oral roberts university and other colleges i went to st cloud state for a while and osu they give you a meal plan treat yeah now typically a standard week there's seven days. I mean, would you would you agree with me this th- thus far?
3: Totally agree. You
0: got a seven day, you uh, week, and they yeah. typically will say you get three meals a day. You know, you get breakfast, you mm-hmm. get that lunch, you get that that uh, uh, dinner. And I remember when I could, you could check the box. You know, do you want 21 meals? Do you yes. want? And I remember I want I want 10 meals.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you want 10 <laughs> meals? or
0: seven days. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've got a whole like bagel <laughs> hustle going on. <laughs> I remember telling my buddy, "Here's the deal. You bring me a you bring me a bagel. Yeah. I'll hook you up with 50 cents." Uh, He's like gosh. a dollar. Yeah.
7: Cool.
3: Dollar <laughs>
0: bagel. I lived off of straight bagels. Yeah. But that was the move because I had to life got real early for me. Me too. Now for some of you listening right now, life is just now getting real. It was easy for you when you were single. You're out there, you know, working at uh, your job, you know, all the money that comes in, you spend that, you get that direct TV going on, you got that car payment going, you drive around that Honda. You maybe upgraded with that leather Honda. You've got the CD player, but you've also got that serious satellite, whatever going on. You got that Direct TV, that NFL package, and all of a sudden you got married. Now you have a kid, and all of a sudden you go, "Uh oh, uh oh, life just got real." Some of you just got that health care bill, and you said, "Uh oh." Mm. Some of you, some of you just had a kid going to private school. Mm. Some of you have an illness where now you're the sole provider. Some of you, I mean, there's life just got real for somebody. And that's where uh, I highly recommend that you would hire a business coach, whether it be our program or, uh, or the e program or the Traction program. Our program is designed to be the most affordable. But re- regardless of what program you choose, I highly recommend if life just got real and you realize you don't, ha- you're, you're, you get to the end of the month and you realize you ran out of money. You run mm-hmm. out of money, you get to the end of your money, before the end of the month, if that's you, then you, my friend, if you're a business owner, you need a business coach. But when you reach out to a business coach, Charita, yep. um, there's a lot of people have questions about, you know, what does a business coach do? What does that look like? And and you you are around these people, you're around these business owners every day, and you see their perspective. Yeah. So what questions do you have for me about the business coaching experience on behalf of those thrivers out there?
3: Yeah. Here's a great one. How much time does it take to go through this business coaching system or process? That's one that comes up. How much time? time is it going to take?
0: Okay. Well, first off, if, if you want to work in a business, if you don't want to work on a business, you don't want to invest the time to think strategically, um, then you need to just go get a job for someone else's business. Um, but if you are wanting to create time freedom, then you need to work on your business. You need to work on your business if you want to create time freedom. And as far as time goes, um, it, it, it's kind of like a garden. Uh, I don't. I don't garden. Shrita, do you garden? Are you a gardener?
3: Occasionally, I do. Occasionally, I like it.
0: Have you ever raised a dog? You I
3: have. A... Yes, I have.
0: Okay, so it's kind of like you know how how long how long do I have to feed this dog? <laughs> you know what I mean? I got this dog. I named him. It's he's a, he's a puppy. Yeah. Now he's a big guy. How long do I need to feed him? Like yeah. two two more times? Yeah. You know but what you need to do is you need to feed the puppy. You need to feed the dog. You need to coach the dog. Yeah. You need to make sure you get the dogs the shots.
3: Mm, this reminds me of John Kelly because he has Chauncey right he
0: now. He has John Jonathan Kelly, Stephanie. one of our, our mm-hmm. project managers up in the office. Yeah. He has a, a new bulldog. Beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. dog. But you, it, it, when you have a business, uh, and I'll just give you an example. Dr. Robert Zellner and Associates. They've been in business for twenty-five years in Tulsa. I mean, wow. Tulsa. Thank you so much for supporting his business. They've been in business for twenty-five years, right there next to Woodland Hills Mall. Mm-hmm. And when they started out, there was this thing called the Yellow Pages. Hey, you remember the Yellow I Pages? Remember, Man, yes. I remember. Man, I remember.
3: The phone book was massive back then. It was oh, huge. and you, if you were an attorney, you
0: knew you were on the front of that. <laughs> True. You wanted to be on the front of every attorney wanted True. to be that superstar in the front of that uh, yellow book, that phone book, that yellow massive book. Basically, they mailed you a tree they'd cut into slices. (laughs) You got your own tree. You didn't realize what was happening there. It's true. But to get that book to you, they went into the Amazon. A lot of people are worried about the Amazon. They're saying, you know, the Amazon, they're tearing down all the trees. What was happening is they were just mailing you a book, Mm. one book per tree. That's how that happened. (laughs) So what happens is you get that big book, and you would would look in it for the A-listing. So if you're looking for plumbing, you know, you go to the P section for plumbing, because you're a genius. You flip you flip to it, you flip to it, you look, and there's a best plumbing, you know. Because those guys are geniuses and they named their company an A, you know. Then there's A one plumbing, which is ahead of A best because A one is ahead of A B alphabetically speaking. Well then all of a sudden they changed the game and all of a sudden that wasn't a thing. And then you had to come up with search engine optimization. And then the jerks came up with the thing called the smartphone. And I say the jerks. I mean think about it. the Japanese, these non-Americans, they created the smartphone. Then the Americans realized, "Hey, brands like Nokia." Remember the you know, do you remember the Nokia I do. phone where you would get, and your phone would always have that weird ring you remember that yep. ring what was it what, do you I'm remember how your remember. ring
3: was remember i had one of those i can't remember it was always it, some
0: like lame kind of super mario brothers kind dun- of sound
3: like <laughs> that. Yeah, that was it it
0: and you, your phone would ring and you'd have like 300 minutes
3: yeah yes oh goodness i and, remember and, the and there minutes. were
0: 300 outbound
3: people don't know how good they have it now okay so, those so minutes it, were stressful
0: and it was in range yeah <laughs> So if you left Jinx and you were going to the yeah. non-covered area on Done. on the orange map that singular uh, Singular mm-hmm. AT&T singular had, yeah. you would be roaming. Yes. And when you were roaming like Ridiculous. you were in Italy, when you were roaming, I mean, <laughs> when you were out there roaming, you were getting those big charges. So what you would do is I would call you Sharita. This is how I do it. i said, say, yeah. hey, is this Sharita? Yes. Hey Sharita, this is Clay. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hey, anyway, I just wanted to talk to you about. It. I have something really important I want to talk to you about, and then I just hang up. <laughs> and then you call me back, right? Because you call me back because you're like, "Oh my gosh, I lost you." And I, go, I don't know what happened. You always but,
3: have the super moves. You but then what have happened the is moves.
0: you are now using your minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm and now I'm able to to do that move and talk. I it. So the problem was when you had like a, a, a mm. girlfriend or something, yeah. you want to get her on the landline.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to call her on the
0: landline. You say, hey, girl, what's that landline? Yeah. What's the number? What's the the, uh, the hard phone yeah. number? People are listening right now going... Landline? No, yes. it's land. L-A-N Landline. is like a phone that was plugged in. Some of you listening right now have never even seen one of these things, yeah. but what happened is that was the move. Now, technology keeps changing, Then the smartphone came out. Now your, now your website has to look good on a smartphone. Then you got to optimize it. Then there's Yelp. Then there's Facebook. Then there's, uh, there, there's YouTube ads, and then there's retargeting ads, and it just keeps getting crazier, and then tax law changes, mm, right? Yeah. Tax law changes. The, the way you can invest changes. The way you can fire people. There's right to work now in Oklahoma. Minimum wage goes up it goes down things change so what happens is you have got to have somebody who's holding you accountable and showing you the way and I would advise that everybody listening right now that you would have a business coach now you might say you know what that is a very uh, self-serving concept for you to say that because you are in fact a, a business coach Um, But I want to give you a a quote here from Eric Schmidt, who actually was the former CEO of Google. And he had a quote that he said in Fortune Magazine, if you want to look it up. You just go to archive.fortune.com. And he says this. He says, the best advice that sticks out I got was from John Doerr, who in 2001 said, my advice to you, this is the CEO of Google, is to have a coach. The business coach he said I should have is Bill Campbell. I initially resented the advice because, after all, I was the CEO of Google. I was pretty experienced. Why should I need a business coach? Am I doing something wrong? My argument was how could a business coach advise me if I'm the best person in the world at this? I mean, what, what, what? But that's not what a business coach does. The coach doesn't have to play the sport as well as you do. They have to watch you and get you to play at your best. In the business context, a business coach is not a rep- repetitious coach. A business coach is somebody who, who looks at something with another set of eyes, describes it to you in words, and discusses how to approach the problem. Once I realized that I could trust him and that he could help me with perspective, I decided that this was a great idea. When there is a conflict, a business conflict, you tend to get rat holed into it. Bill's general advice has been to rise one step higher above the person on the other side of the table and to take the long view. He'll say, "You're letting it bother you. Mm. Don't." That's what a business coach can do, Shereed And I think yeah. so many people they just have never worked with one before.
3: Mm. That's a really good. Now, there
0: Shark. Now, Shark. I want to ask you this because yeah? you have you have to just today in the office. Mm-hmm. We worked with probably, uh, I think together we worked with 10 business coaching clients, just you and me directly today. Yeah, I would love to have you ask any of, like if you're a fly on the wall Mm -hmm. and you could analyze some of the behavior that the clients did where you're like, man, that is a dysfunction. Yeah. But they won't know you're talking about them because sure. you're not going to mention any details right. about them. We're talking very vague, specific, uh, very vague areas, but specific, you know, specific issues, but very vague descriptive narrative. So we're not throwing anybody under the bus here. Sure. But I would love to get your perspective as sort of a business coach fly on the wall. And if you could could kind of tee up some of the dysfunctions that you saw where you go, man, this person could be so much su- so much more successful if they would just do this. But because you're not in the situation, because you're not in the forest, you can see the trees. And that's an unbelievable perspective that you get to have as a business coach mm-hmm. day in, day out. And I just know that our listeners, many of them are so busy working so hard, getting up early, staying up late, growing that business, that you're unable to see some of the most glaring uh, uh, weaknesses that may be obvious to somebody else. And so I think, Shreya would be very, very helpful if you could break it down like fractions and, and, and show the Thrivers, kind of illuminate to them some of those uh, repetitive dysfunctions that you've seen time and time again. And before we go to break, I encourage everybody to go to Thrivetimeshow.com. That's Thrivetimeshow.com. And get your tickets for our next in-person business workshop. Many have called it the world's best business workshop, but I'm trying to sell you something. I'm trying to convince you to get out to it. So just go to Thrivetimeshow.com, read those reviews, watch the video testimonials, book your tickets. If you feel like you can't afford it, you now can because we have a scholarship available. This is your year to thrive. This is your moment to succeed. You have what it takes. I know that you do. If your mind is mentally functional enough to find this radio show and to listen to it, You have what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur, but you have got to become a pursuer. You've got to become a doer. You've got to become somebody who doesn't just think about the idea, but somebody who actually takes that action.
7: My name is Sean Lohman and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company. So I buy properties and then I fix them up and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific. So when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business you know they're doing all different industries and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's he owns nine businesses Clay Clark owns nine businesses so he's he knows what's in common with all of them so he's teaching these big principles things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable Um, those are some of the biggest things that I'm gonna take away and implement immediately uh, it's an intimate environment, you know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners, so you get a chance to ask questions and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls and lots of accomplishments and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday and you know, we're, there's a sales team in here, it was Friday. So, you know, they're they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales and it's just a really, um, Motivating environment to be in to see you know how this how his business is done basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know non-specific with with what he's teaching, and then he'll get very specific, and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop, and so that's really where you know the learning takes place is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so, if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're gonna learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six actually in the last year. So, uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, You know at the end there's always a back of the room thing, hey you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this and although those things are helpful that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us, he's trying to help us, he's trying to mentor us and he's very open about it so I'd say it's, it's awesome, that aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world, we need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message. That's the, the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea. And I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome.
6: I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad. by all of the things I never had. I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine smiling next to Oprah and the
0: Queen. Oh wow, what a great segue. I mean, speaking of of Forbes, uh, thrive15.com, your the world's most affordable business school has been featured in Forbes. If you're just now tuning into the program, my name is Clay Clark. I'm the on the founder of Thrive15.com. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. I'm the co-founder of the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. I'm the founder of Epic Photography. I'm the founder of DJ Connection. I'm the founder of the Tulsa Wedding, uh, you know, the big wedding show, the Bridal Association. Uh, I've started a lot of companies, and uh, the reason that I'm on the show with you is because the great people at Scripps Radio uh, realize that Tulsa and many other cities all out there around the world um, are uh, largely ran by small business owners. You know, in, in fact, in, in Tulsa, uh, uh, the, the, the statistics are even more skewed towards small business owners. But according to Forbes, since 1995, Sharita, 65% wow. of all of the jobs that have been created in this great uh, country have been created by small business owners. And so, typically, Dr. Robert Zellner and I get to uh, talk about entrepreneurship and teach you how to start and grow a successful company but he's out expanding his vast entrepreneurial empire now and uh, today and so Miss Sharita uh, Bent is joining us one of our business coaches and she gets to be in the meetings working with real Small business owners. I'm not talking about the theory. I'm talking about the hard working men and women who are actually paying those taxes. who are actually working those 14 hour days. And Sharita, I asked you before the break, if you could kind of share with us, maybe some of the dysfunctions that you see maybe some of the questions that you might have about why people do that. And you can kind of break it down because you have this unbelievable opportunity to literally have a meeting with a landscaper, then have one with an insurance guy, then have one with a roofer, then have one with an electrician, then you have one with somebody who's uh, uh, selling a product, then you have somebody with somebody. I mean, it's unbelievable how many different meetings you see over and over and over in one day. I mean, staffing companies, it's incredible. So what what questions do you have about the dysfunctions that you see on a daily basis with many uh, small business owners who are, to their credit working hard but they're not getting ahead.
3: Yeah, well the first thing that came to mind when you mentioned that was um, dealing with their their staff, the people on their staff, just managing, you know, your people, HR. Um, a lot of times, you know, when we are working with a client, we may know, you know, this team player that you've talked about, you know, they're hindering things and and that can be for a variety of different reasons. It could be their attitude, it could be their obstinate, they could downright be stealing you know, just doing anything that's not helpful um and but watching them struggle with either, you know, holding that person accountable or letting them go, you know, that's something that's painful to watch, you know, when we're saying you're going to have to deal with this situation, this this individual and a lot of times it can start wrecking the team. You know, I don't know what your thoughts are about that, but I know that's something that comes up over and over. Sometimes it's family members or Sometimes it's just people that they really love. They've well, been with me for so long. Let's start with
0: some biblical. Well, let's, let's go non-biblical for 500 boop, okay. boop, and then we'll go biblical, <laughs> and then we'll work back into that. Okay. So here's an example. Um, if you go uh, shopping, I don't know where you go, Shreed. I, I do run into you occasionally at Sprouts.
3: Sprouts, yeah. I go to Sprouts. Yes. Why do you go there? Well, I love their whole philosophy. I love that it's affordable. I love that it's healthy. I love the options there. I like it.
0: I'll tell you why I go there. Why do you go? I go for the Mojo. that is in the place i go there because they have they have people that are smiling they do they are nice people they have jimmy over there in the meat department off the 101st and Memorial. If you know Jimmy, give him a high five. That dude brings, every Jimmy. time I see him, he says, what's going on, Clay? Unbelievable. Oh, nice. He always, they had Michaela back in the day Mikayla. working there. I liked Michaela so much I hired Michaela. We love her. But you go in there and they also have that upbeat music going. Yeah. They got that.
3: It's pff- clean pff- in there. It's clean. So I walked in there day, and
0: I walk in it's bump, 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 bump. And I'm going, what is this Bob Marley? Uh, Could you be loved?
3: Love it. Oh, Oh, yeah it, it makes
0: me want to buy more meat could you be low? Pump, <laughs> bump bump and then the guy says hey what's going on how can I help you and I'm just thinking man this is paradise yeah I'm a business nerd but I love business so I, I just I love it the atmosphere is great customer service is great it is now I'm gonna tell you a place that wasn't so great what I went in the other day <laughs> to a place that I'm not gonna name I'm not gonna name I'm not gonna name the place okay I'm just going to say that we've all been there once mm. Mm -hmm. You go in there, no one's there to help you. (laughs) No one knows what's going on. Everyone's on break. You say, hey, could you help me find the produce? I'm on break. Mm. Hey, could you help me? I just work here, buddy. I don't know. I'm in electronics. I feel like the,
3: there's feet draggers there too. Are they um, walking around dragging their feet?
0: Unbelievable! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so ridiculous. And they got this whole self self checkout thing they're trying to push uh, you to over there.
5: Yeah.
0: And anyway, I go there, and I went there to buy a TV. And know, this anyway. Long story short, the experience was not good. It almost wasn't worth the money I saved. Mm-hmm. It was just awful. Yeah. So what happens is, is that I just don't go back, and a lot of us don't go back. That's why. Yeah. That's why. That's why Starbucks does well. That's why Quick Trip does well because we want to go to a place where there's great customer service and a good experience. That's yes. sort of a non-biblical thing. Now, the second thing is the Bible, though, says in Proverbs 10.4 that God blesses the hand of the diligent. He blesses the hands of the diligent. It also says he punishes the slacker. So somebody who's not working hard is going to lose. And so what happens is if you own a business, I'm not saying you have to play God or pretend to be God, but I am saying that you running a business and Punishing your customers with terrible customer service because you don't want to fire somebody mm. is the single most selfish and stupid thing you could do. And because you're not being diligent and punting idiots, the customer will fire you. And so Sam Walton, you know, the Sam Walton, this is this is back in the day, uh, the old school Sam Walton, you know, this is back in the day when, when Walmart used to be known uh, for their for their customer service, yeah, he said the customer can fire everyone from the CEO on down to the chairman of the board simply by spending their money somewhere else. Yeah. So concept number one, you've got to have a great customer service experience, or customers will go somewhere else. Two, when you discover that somebody's not getting it done, you have to hold your team accountable. And if you hold someone accountable and they refuse to do their job, you want to fire them in sort of a private way. You want to just get them out of your office, but you just want to get it done. You want to knock it out. But Steve Jobs would tell you, here's a notable quotable from Steve Jobs. He says, you have to be a yardstick of quality. Some people aren't used to an environment where excellence is expected. So you're going to discover most people haven't ever seen excellence. So you want to educate them. You want to make sure that they, step one, do they know what to do? Step two, if they do, you want to make sure that you're holding them accountable. And three, if they won't do it, you got to fire them. Now, if somebody, though, if somebody is being what I would call nefarious, this is one of my favorite words. (laughs) I love the word nefarious because nefarious is there's no better way to describe the word nefarious. But nefarious is where somebody is intentionally doing a subversive activity. They're intentionally trying to do acts that go against what the boss has done I, and i've had to see my street i've seen this in small ways where i've told someone to do something yeah and they just passively passively aggressively didn't do yeah the thing if that is the case Jack Welch would give you this little tip. It, and by the way, this this is a feel good tip. When you hear this tip, you will feel good. You will feel it's like a colon cleansing. It's like you've taken a a huge colon cleanse. And we don't want to talk about colon cleansing. This is an adult show. We don't talk about things like that. But I do. So what you want to do is you want this is like the colon cleansing of, of business here. So Jack Welch says. Public hangings mm. are teaching moments. Yeah. Every company has to do it. A teaching moment is worth a thousand CEO speeches. CEOs can talk and blab each day about culture, but the employees all know who the jerks are. They could name the jerks for you. It's just cultural. People just don't want to do it. Sometimes you got to fire when it's required. And when we come back, Thrive Nation. We're going to teach you everything you need to know to grow your business. Stay tuned, Thrivetimeshow.com.
2: My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show. And then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call, and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we. Then he offered the conference, and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and um, the employee side of things. It's going to help our business drastically. Oh, very uh, intuitive, just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business: uh, the interview process, the employee process. Uh, if employee's not working out, you let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. Oh, I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the the more business coming in and then once that is coming in then he uh, helps you with the employee process of uh, do i need to hire more people do i need what what do i need to put in place and he gets you there you hear of all the other different type conferences and i I myself have never been to one but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed and I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences and yet they haven't because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype and it's not needed. Well just the cost in, it, in of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Um, uh, you can't beat it. Hey, hey, hey! hey, hey, hey.
0: Uh-huh. hey, hey, hey. Hey, whoa, hey, wow. You looking at me? Hey, you looking at me? I'm looking at you. Hey, Thrive, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I am the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, and I although I may not be looking at you right now, I am thinking about you. I, this is what I do. This is what this is my whole passion. You email in your questions to info at thrive15.com. Again, you email those questions into info at thrive15.com. You text us at 918-851-6920. That's 918-851-6920. You come to our in-person workshops, you ask questions. You go to thrive15.com, you ask questions up there, and all I do is I think about professionally speaking. All I think about is how I can help you get to where you need to go with your business. Now I could I can make that claim. Um Charita has seen me do it. That's why I wanted to have Srida on today's show because if we're talking about business coaching and this obsession with helping you achieve um, success. Sharita has seen me do it, and she's actually a business coach. Yeah. And so she's actually known me since college. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I'm 36, that's 18 years ago. But she gets a chance to be the fly on the wall a lot of times to watch other businesses that are really struggling. And we just talked about you know, firing people and how, why that can be so tough for people. And I would just say it as a capstone thought. If you don't fire people, uh, the customers will fire you. Mm. And if you don't prune a tree, a tree's gonna look weird. so you got to make some cuts sometimes. So that's that's unfortunately the, the real talk about the business. But Sherita, what are other dysfunctions or other pushback areas, other predictable things where you see business owners just not able to gain traction before they have some real accountability, some business coaching, and some real mentorship?
3: Yeah, another area is time management and um, scheduling, getting your schedule organized. That's a huge area, and I know um, just from years of knowing you and watching you, Vanessa always says this about you: you're so myopically focused, and it's so true. You have your time just your time management is just off the charts. But but I I've seen some clients you know um, really struggle with reining in their schedule, their commitments, and just really um, commanding their time. You know how do how do you speak to that?
0: Okay, well there's a couple things. Um, one is because I'm intentional about where I spend my time. Um, I can have really authentic conversations with people that I really love and care about um, outside of work. Mm-hmm. If I didn't do that, I would never leave work. Mm-hmm. You know? So as an example, uh, we had a guy the other day that made some really, really bad life choices. Mm-hmm. And we'll just say, thou shalt not download certain things on thou work computer. I don't, know if, I don't know if Moses and God talked about that. It might have been like <laughs> the 11th commandment. Yeah. Um, we had a person in our office here day that started, there's a program called Slack. And Slack is a program where you could go and you basically can write back and forth to other employees. And they started writing really horrible things about me because I dared to hold them accountable to not downloading illegal things on said computers. Mm. And so long story short, um, it was time to, to punt. It was time to go. I tried to be tactful. Guy wouldn't do it. So I had to, he wouldn't move on. He wouldn't catch the, the hint as in like, don't do this again. If you do it again, you're fired. As in, hey, you just did it again. I want you to go ahead and move on, find a new job. And he just, he couldn't quite grasp it. So I had to do a public hanging, which is, uh, again, Jack Welch says a public hanging is a teaching moment. Every company has to do it. A teaching moment is worth a thousand CEO speeches. CEOs can talk and blab each day about culture, but the employees all know who the jerks are they could name the jerks for you it's just cultural people just don't want to do it so i had to do the jack welch move jack welch the former ceo of ge who grew the company by 4000% well then other people want to talk about it. they want to talk about well did you hear what happened did you see what happened do you see did you did you see that did you hear what he said did you hear what she said about what he said i can't believe that you did that and i and i'm done i'm in my car i'm almost all the way home but they're still talking <laughs> I'm home, I'm talking to my wife, I'm chasing my wife around, I'm, I'm holding a bunny in my hand. I'm physically holding a bunny. We have a bunny.
3: He's cute. They're that cute. We,
0: well, we had this one bunny named Oreo. Yeah, It was definitely a girl. Adorable. We got another bunny I thought was a dude. Mm. Kind of a transgender, sort of a Bruce Jenner confusion thing here. And so I named him Carl. <laughs> well, come to find out Carl's a, a lady. Carla. uh, Yeah, but we still call him Carl because we're sick freaks. So I'm, I'm holding Carl, you know, and it's just ecstasy when Carl's next to me, and I'm (laughs) I'm just there having that bunny love. Hey, got that bunny love, and I'm just, you know, it's just something awesome about the bunny. I've got the the chickens going on. I got the pinion wood burning, and they're still talking about it. I turn my phone off. They're still talking about it. I get to work the next day. I check my text messages. Message had messages had been sent in excess of a dozen messages had been sent in the dozen hours past the event, they're still at the office talking about it, eight o'clock at night. One of our members of our team said, hey man, I I left, and they were still talking about it. Now, because I'm pretty rigid on how I spend my time, I could spend that time with my wife, with my kids, and when O'Neill brought by that Jamaican jerk chicken?
3: Yes, yes, yes. Did you
0: help make that or did he do it all himself?
3: I helped a little bit. What I did was you do? Sushi. What was your
0: role? What were you doing?
3: Um, I helped because we, we grilled it and then we finished it in the oven so I helped kind of transport meat, you know, from the grill. You grilled it oven. first? We grilled it first and got that good char and that good, you Where know, are you getting these where are you getting the supplies? Where are you getting that flavor from? Oh, it's. we'll have to give you the secret recipe off the air. Yeah, it's O'Neil's little masterpiece. I'll and tell you what. I passed is, the seasoning. I'm his sous chef. You know, I'm
0: just saying that Jamaican Jerk chicken was good and I'm still talking about it I yeah. have when I get done with work people are like how was your day and I'm going I had this Jamaican jerk chicken like yeah. four months ago yeah. it was so good people are say don't you have anywhere to go don't you have anything to do? No. No. No, I don't. Actually, I just want to talk about that. I mean, I, I spend the entire Sunday planting trees.
3: Oh, yes. You love your trees. Vanessa told me you guys have been planting. Well, as Dr. Of Z course. and I were
0: talking, what we're going to do is we're going to try to transplant a large tree. Love it. Z Z says he wants this tree, because we're building a wall around our property. Yeah. Z said that he wants the tree to be so big that it could serve as a wall. <laughs> So I love it. So he wants to get like a forklift or something and bring this thing over and dig the biggest hole in the in the, in the history of the planet. I mean, he wants to plant a massive tree. And that's what you do when you have time freedom. You talk yeah. about Jamaican jerk chicken for four hours. Yeah. You talk about planting trees. I'm at Atwoods asking the guy at Atwoods every question possible about grilling, you know. yeah. <laughs> and they gotta be thinking, don't you have somewhere to go? Yeah. Don't you have anywhere to do? You have something to do? No, I don't. Why? Because I have time freedom. That's that's the whole thing. You've got to be rigid. So time management is definitely something we teach you. And we actually teach you the time management system that our thrive15.com mentor uh, Lee Cockerell will teach you. So if you go up to thrive15.com and you subscribe to the world's most affordable business school, um, it's only $1 for the first month. It's a yeah, dollar for it's the first a no month.
3: no-brainer. You got to do it. You gotta go try up it. there,
0: it's a dollar. You yeah. sign up there. And Lee Cockerell, he used to manage Walt Disney World Resorts and the 40,000 employees. Could you imagine what it would be like to manage 40,000 people. Some of you are crying right now. I, I, I can't even imagine. I don't I'm managing four people. I, I wouldn't want to shit myself. No, 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 no. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. You don't want to, He actually enjoyed it. He was good at it. That's yeah. why Disney had over a million visitors a week. I mean, if you're managing four employees and seeing 100 customers a week, imagine what it would be like to manage a million people. Well, if you're going to do that, you had better be great at time management. Now, Sharita, what are some other predictable dysfunctions that you have seen?
3: Okay, so some other things have to do with um, leads calling your leads and i know there's a bestseller out there that um, stevecurrington.com and marshall have written called call, calling your <laughs> call your leads it's actually leads. about call
0: your leads yeah. and it's called call <laughs> your leads when we come back we're going to teach you the importance of how to call your leads of why to call your leads of when to call your leads what percentage of people call their leads the best way to track them sort them to stay organized because you once you get those leads once you've been doing some marketing you've absolutely got to call those
6: leads that I've ever known,
5: you give me purpose, every day, you give me purpose, in every way. This is my wife Jensen uh, Watts, we have, she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio, I drive a lot for work um, and, you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time and I can't plug my phone into my truck, it's, it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to um, and it was, you know, definitely more entertaining than most radio shows. Um, and so that's, you know, it took about a week or two before I actually... Looked more into it. I think it's wonderful. It's it's been great. It's a great environment. Um, I love the feel in here, and I really love how you know entertaining uh, Clay can be as well. Um,
8: yeah, I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm t- I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is. I can take pictures, I'm good at it, I have my prices and everything, but it's hard to get the clientele, so learning about the marketing has really helped me and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this because it's been so great, we're so grateful to be here. I think I can go home and like I have it written out, the the steps that I need to take and and everything, it's very
1: practical.
5: Yeah, a big thing that's that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff is just you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life.
8: I love it. Yeah. I am laughing a lot of the time and it's so entertaining and I, I just love being here.
5: It's awesome. Yeah. I, I really like the smaller class group, um, so it is more of an interaction. Even if it isn't, you know, a constant raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel. Just, just a smaller, it's for, small It's great. Yeah.
8: They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So.
5: he yeah. has been very giving with his his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work. You know what? When I was telling people about this, I was like I hope you're not joining some get rich scheme. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. Even if it is, he's not gonna charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again.
0: I used to live pants hang, not giving them. F- Bay boy, now I'm all grown up. I used to cruise the used car lot, put chrome in the truck. babe boy, now I'm all grown up. Yeah, we used to ball like that. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome, welcome back, back into the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former DJ Clay. Now, I'm all grown up. I've started a DJ connection, and from there I moved uh, to starting a bunch of other businesses, Epic Photography, Elephant in the Room, uh, Thrive15.com, the Make Your Life Epic PR consulting firm. Blah, 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 blah. This show is not about me. This show is about you. And so inside the box that rocks typically is where we broadcast. But today, oh, no, we are off We're broadcasting from the man cave, where we're always learning, earning, and burning. Inside the man cave, I have brought in a woman. What? (laughs) What? Why would you... You brought a woman inside the man cave? I did it because I wanted to bring some balance. I wanted to bring some insight. I wanted to bring some wisdom. And so I brought in Mrs. Sherita Bent. She's a life a lifetime friend in my opinion, because I've known her for longer than I haven't known her. You yeah, know sure. since age 18, now I'm closer to 37 than 36. I've known this lady. She was a cheerleader back in the day with my wife. Yeah. They worked together at their first couple jobs at a mm-hmm. college. Um, she's worked together with me and Mother. And I had DJ Connection, yeah. now with Thrive and Make Your Life Epic. And she is just a, a, a dynamic uh, human. And she has the, the pleasure of sitting in and the business, a lot of the meetings that I'm actually leading, as well as coaching her own clients. Mm-hmm. She sees Dr. Z and I interact. I mean, she's able to watch all this. Firsthand, and and Shreda, before we went to the break, you had a question about calling leads. It's kind of a typical dysfunction that we see as a business coach. Can you kind of tee that up again?
3: Yeah, definitely. Just we get to a point where maybe we have helped you, um, you know, get your search engine, you know, you're optimized. You're you're getting a ton of leads, and we have to have the conversation multiple times, you know, um, with with some clients about. You've got to call your leads. It, it always circles back to that. So um, I just wanted to kind of tee that up to you because I know sometimes that's a struggle for people to understand why you've got to call your leads. You know, we can't we can't get around that. You've got to call them.
0: All right, I'm going to make a list of all the things you need to do. And uh, for, the sa- for the amount of time we have today, I can't get into all of the detail. But one is you must absolutely, every single day, print out your leads. That's step one. Step two: Organize your leads. I mean, keep them organized. You know, all your hot leads, all your new leads, put them in the right pile, right? And then you must call, text, and email every single one of your leads a minimum of three times a day. Because right now, what's happening is, is most people don't rec- they don't answer the phone if they don't recognize the number. True. And as an example, my father, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately. Um, he passed away here recently from ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, and, and uh, Dad, we miss you. Um, but my dad was going through uh, all these things, and he switched over to a new phone carrier. So when he switched over to a new phone carrier, as he's trying to kind of uh, get rid of his expenses because he knows he's leaving the planet soon, he's trying to, you know, switch to a less expensive phone carrier. He's trying to cancel this, cancel that, do this, um, doing the mature things needed as you're facing death. Just how horrible would that be? I mean, you're calling your phone carrier saying, hey, I want to switch. They say, why? Because I'll be dead soon. I mean, that's just, Dad, I mean, that was, thank you for being the man and doing that. But but the thing is, is that my dad, when he switched phone carriers, a lot of the phone numbers didn't get transferred. So people would call him, you know, try to get a hold of him, and he's not answering his phone. Because he doesn't recognize what the phone number is, right? So a lot of people don't recognize the phone number because they don't know the number. The the number's not saved. Whatever the situation is, there's other people that just straight up don't answer the phone ever. (laughs) True. There's other people that that only respond to text, you know? You'll be in a meeting with them, and and they just respond to every text. And they're all trying to be all sneaky, all sly, acting like they're not responding. They'll be be up in church. They'll be in church.
3: I've seen it. I've seen it.
0: The pastor's going, everybody, if you'll turn with me to the Bible app you're able to and they're pff, 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 pff. they're getting text messages left and right. They're planning dinner. They're, they're planning on
3: Facebook. I've seen that. <laughs> they're on Facebook.
0: I mean, come on. So the thing is, is that one, uh, a lot of people only respond to text, some people only return to call only respond to calls, some people only respond to emails, some people don't answer voicemails. We can go on and on, but you need to call, text, and email every lead at least three times a day if you want to get paid. Now, Sharita, off air, you were just asking me another brilliant business co- coaching question about the process that we lead clients through, the proven path, and some of the typical dysfunctions that you see, and just some of your observations. And I'd love it if you could ask the question again so that the Thrive a community can benefit from what you were talking about.
3: Yeah, so I was thinking about the journey um, for both you and Z, you know, with starting maybe your first business and how maybe, you know, you're in there hustling, you're being diligent, you're you're doing it by yourself perhaps, you know, at first, you you build a team eventually, um, you go through the ups, the downs, your working Working hard, you have this grit, this drive, this tenacity. But it was really tough because you're trying to establish that first business. But then, once you get all those systems set up, you have those processes down, and your business is now running like a well-oiled machine, and it is like generating a profit flow. Well, once you and Z get down, and you're starting your second, your third, your fifth, your tenth, you guys both have so many businesses. um, What is the difference? When you're starting that first business, you know, in the beginning with the hustle and the grit and learning by the school of hard knocks. But then maybe when you're starting that 10th business or that. Yeah, well, what what we
0: do is we go into industries where we don't have to create a product. Mm I mean, thrive15.com is unique because it's actually uh, an altruistic thing for us. We built it to help mentor millionaires. Uh, to, to help mentor people to become millionaires, to mentor millions of people. That's why we built it, is, is to help you. And uh, so it's almost like building a church. You know, we, we built it because um, so many people asked us if they could pick our brain for coffee, if we could teach them how to do it. And we just didn't have time. And uh, I know he's not a jerk. I probably am. But I, we were going, hey, man, we got to find a way that we should probably help people, right? I mean, right? Yeah. And so uh, th- that's a little different because that's creating a whole new industry. And I wouldn't do that if I were you, Thrivers, unless you have long money. Mm-hmm. Uh, long money meaning that you're okay with not making a profit for like five years. Yeah. You know, 10 years. You know, um, uh, SpaceX uh, is obviously an Elon Musk company, uh, PayPal, uh, Tesla. Elon Musk hadn't made money. He didn't make money for 10 years. From 2003 to 2013, he didn't make a dollar at Tesla. That's kind of that innovative, long industry game changing. But I'm talking about the industries that Z and I go into. would be like optometry, um, auto auctions, photography, uh, haircuts for dudes, banking, uh, medical supply companies, PR, uh, marketing companies. You know, we're not reinventing the wheel here. I mean, these are already existing niches. There aren't people running around Tulsa going, well, I tell you what, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out a way to cut my own hair. <laughs> and they're going, maybe you should go to a, what's that word? Well, maybe you should go to, I don't know, I know what it is. We'll call it haircuts. that's a great idea. I wish there was a place in Tulsa that cut hair. Well, there's no places like it. If we could find one, we would definitely go there. I mean, we're going into an established industry where there's already people getting their hair cut. The people of Tulsa aren't running around, as a general rule, with, uh, with mullets running around wondering what to do with their hair. I mean, there's already options out there. We just wanted to provide a better option. So now we already have the team. We already have the graphic designers, the photographers, the videographers, the sales scripts, the hiring packets, the firing packets, the legal documents, the—we already have everything. So it's really easy for us to go into a niche and dominate, and uh, it'll be really easy for you to go into the niche and dominate too because we know the proven path. I mean, it's not really that that complicated. So I guess I would say, Sharita, when we first started, I mean, both of us didn't know what we were doing. We're Running through the fog uh, of he he was 16 years ahead of me. He's 52. I'm 36. He's just running through the fog of hope and ambition and, and hoping he can figure it out along the way. Running through the landmine of entrepreneurship, just blowing up, making mistakes everywhere. And then eventually we learned that we could learn from mentors and not mistakes. He went ahead of me, so his path was harder than mine. And my path was a lot easier as a result of him mentoring me, as opposed to me running through those mistakes. So hopefully that answers the questions. It's, it's very easy now to dominate in an established industry.
3: Yeah, that's great.
0: You know, and I would just say as an example, one of our clients right now we're working with is Lamode Cleaners. And if you've never been to Lamode Cleaners, what are you doing, right? I mean, you could be yeah. going to Spiffies. They're good people. You could be going to really anybody, but, but but why would you do that? Because you need to be going to La Mode.
3: Yeah, they won't lose your clothes. That's, has that Un- ever happened? Be- they then, do look, not lose your clothes over there.
0: Let me tell you about something about La Mode. These people are so fresh and so clean. Yes, now here's the deal about LaMode. They are in a proven industry. Mm-hmm. They reached out to us to, to help them with their, with their marketing. It's not rocket science. And because we have a non-compete, we're not working with their, their competitor, and we're helping them grow their business. And it's easy, it's turnkey, it's happening. They have a proven product, a proven system. And if that's you, you've a product you have a proven product, a proven system, a proven market, a proven niche, and you just need to grow that thing quickly to create that time freedom. You have four options you can take today. Four things, four action items you can take. One, go to thrivetimeshow.com And subscribe to our podcast. It just takes you a second, and you'll never miss a radio broadcast. Maybe you missed an earlier part of today's show. Go up there, subscribe at ThriveTimeShow.com. It's free. Two, go to Thrive15.com, the world's best business school, the most affordable business school, and it is almost free. It's a dollar for the first month. Three. Go to ThriveTimeShow.com and sign up for our next in-person workshops. These are two days. They're 15 hours of power. And during these two-day interactive workshops, we're going to answer every business question that you could possibly have. And you don't want to take my word for it. I am am trying to sell you something that benefits you. But don't be masked. Don't be uh, deceived by my passion. Go up there and read the reviews. Check it out. Do the research yourself. And fourth, if you want that one-on-one honest, candid business coaching, if you want to know the proven path, go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your assessment for Thrive Time one-on-one business coaching. As always, thanks for tuning in. And until we see you next time, three, two, one, boom.